Hi, you're listening to Coffee Talk. My name is Liv Alliston. This is the official first episode um, of the podcast. I have been looking forward to this day for many months. I'm very excited that it's here. Um, We have a lot of awesome content, um, uh, myself and my guest writers team. Uh, that we've been working on for you. Um, So I'm really excited to release that to you. Today, I really just wanted to introduce myself. Um, I wanted you to get to know me. Um, If you haven't already followed my blog, um, Live Free Today, I just kind of wanted to share a little bit about my life with you, uh, my journey, and kind of where I am at, um, spiritually speaking, uh, some things that God has been revealing to me and um, kind of refining out of me. So I am married. My husband's name is Drew and you will actually be hearing from him on the podcast as well. We're going to do a couple of episodes about uh, marriage. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't know if he is, (laughs) but um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, And uh, so my husband's name is Drew. We have been married for eight years. Um, We have known each other for 11 or 12 years, I think. Lost track. Um, We have two beautiful sons. Um, Clark is three and his uh, cowboy name, because my husband's a Texan, so he has given our children cowboy names. His cowboy name is Rootin' Tootin' and rightfully so. Um, He is full-on toddler. (laughs) Um, So he gives me a run for my money. He is super sweet, um, really good kid. Um, and then my youngest, his name is Luke and he just, uh, is getting ready to turn a year old. His cowboy name is Tumbleweed, also rightfully named, um, because he just kind of goes with the flow. Um, so those are, that's my little family. I also have a dog, a toy Aussie named Bear. We live here in Texas, um, in the Dallas area. We are heavily involved in our church, my husband and I co-lead a life group together. Um, I'm also involved in the women's ministry. Um, I speak and teach uh, Bible study, and I also kind of help with uh, their their website for the women's ministry. So I stay pretty busy at that. My full-time job, though, is uh, being a mom. That's why I stay home with the boys. That's really fun and rewarding. It definitely has its moments of insanity, um, but I would not trade it for anything. Uh, so I'm very blessed uh, to be able to do that. Um, so that's me right now. Um, I grew up in Kentucky. Um, I come from a broken home. My dad was uh, an alcoholic and a drug addict. He was a man of many addictions. Um, he left when I was five. I didn't really know him very well from age five to 22. Um, I did not ever see him, um, and spend time with him. He passed away, um, July of 2017 a couple years ago. We didn't really have a relationship at the end. I had really, that's something I had wanted, um, but knew that just with um, his decisions um, and his wounds, that wasn't something really possible on this side of heaven. So that's been uh, something that I've had to kind of come to terms with uh, that I can't get back. But thankfully, uh, he, my dad was a Christian. um, And so I will be able to have that relationship with him in heaven. And so I look forward to that. So my mom was a single mom. Uh, it was me and my sister and my mom growing up. I have a 
a sister that's two years younger than me. Um, she's also a part of my guest writing team, so you're going to meet her. Uh, she is the uh, women's ministry leader um, at uh, her church in Kentucky. Um, and she blogs and speaks. And so um, she's very influential um, with the platform God has given her. And we're all very close, the three of us. From the experiences that I had in my childhood, you know, experiencing rejection on such a deep level from a parent, everyone's experienced rejection in some form, but being my experience when I, I was rejected by my dad when he left, that uh, wreaked a lot of havoc on my spiritual walk with God. I don't think that I, I was not aware of that. Obviously, you're, you know, it's it's well, it's widely known that your view and your experience of your earthly father is transposed onto your heavenly father. I just kind of thought, ah, I'm good. <laughs> I love God, you know. Um, but uh, when I was, I think I was 22, my husband and I were talking. Well, he was not my husband at the time. We were dating and we were talking and uh, I forget the, the conversation, but it was a heated conversation, <laughs> aka an argument. And uh, he just said, you know, why don't you trust God? And, and it just blurted out of my mouth. I just said, because he took my dad away. And I had no idea that that was inside of me. I had no idea that I had been angry with God and blaming him for the decisions that my dad had made. So thankfully, God, you know, pulled that out of me just at the right moment when I was able to deal with it. And I you know, dealt with it and asked forgiveness, you know, for harboring anger and offense at him for years, for decades. And so that felt like um, a wall had basically been removed between me and God. Um, and I felt this just level of intimacy with him that I had never felt before. I thought I was fine with him. I thought we were okay. And then when God showed me there's this wall in front of me, I was like, whoa. And so you, when the wall came down, I was experiencing this new level of depth with him that I hadn't even known was possible. And so that was just really awesome that he brought that to light so that I could go even deeper with him. And since then, um, I've, I've worked a lot on my view of my heavenly father and not taking out my experiences of my earthly father onto my heavenly father. And that's been difficult. Um, it's hard. And I will find myself <laughs> going back and forth. And one thing that I've most recently come to realize that God is revealing to me is that I doubt God unconditionally loves me. And that sounds so basic. It sounds like every Christian should obviously know that God loves them. And I have that head knowledge that absolutely God loves me. It says in the Bible, I believe the Bible is infallible and it says that God loves me. So obviously I believe that. But when I start examining my actions, my ways of thinking, uh, my motivations for doing certain things, I start seeing uh, God's been showing me and I do it to earn his love that I'm performance driven, performance based. And I, I think this is a, a common thread uh, or theme throughout the church where when you've grown up in the church, it's difficult to not think that you your actions are going to equate to more love from God. We just, we always, as humans, we're going to try to take that control 
back into our own hands and we're going to try to to prove to God, you know, hey, keep loving me. Hey, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm leading worship. Hey, I'm leading Bible study now and I, I'm in my quiet time, you know, every day faithfully. And, and, and so that should mean that God loves me more or that should mean that God's going to bless me with X, Y, and Z. Um, it's not like that. God doesn't owe us anything, period. And our salvation, it is not dependent upon us. It is fully, completely, 100% dependent upon him. Um, and he maintains our salvation. Um, to maintain it isn't even up to us. And so often I find myself take back the control to try to prove to him really try to prove to myself that I'm worthy of his love because I don't believe that I am. And I know that for me, that stems from being rejected on the most basic level by a parent, by someone who should love you. So that is something that I'm um, working through right now, struggling well, hopefully struggling well through, um, is I've just been praying, you know, God, reveal yourself to me, reveal your love to me. um, Because I, I just... I think that I get it, um, but my actions say otherwise. And um, I don't want to miss your love for me. I heard, uh, and I think I mentioned this before in in some posts um, on social media, but I had heard a story about Dwight L. Moody and someone had not criticized, but just was critiquing, I guess, um, some of his sermons early on and just saying, you know, you just, you're kind of missing something. I'm just not sensing like you're saying good stuff, but I'm just, you're just missing something. God began to show him that he needed a fresh revelation of, of his love for him. And so he began to pray that God would just reveal to him how much he loved him. He said he was walking down the street and he just began to feel the weightiness of the love of God just, just fall on him, on his body. And he said it was so heavy and so much for him to bear that he couldn't take it. And he just said, God, I I can't, I I can't handle your love is too great for me to handle. I I can't do this. So just, can you take some of it off of me? I just, I thought that was just amazing that there's no way that our humanness can even handle even an ounce of how much he loves us. And that's how, that's how vast his love is for each of us. And I love that picture. And that's been something that since I've heard, I've just been praying. It's just been a desire of my heart for God to just, just let that weight of his love for me fall on me so I can feel it, so I can know it. So that's been uh, something I've been working through. I get angry with myself sometimes because I just think, man, I wish I, I thought I was a better Christian than this. I've been a Christian for years, for decades, and I have so much knowledge about the Bible, but yet the most basic thing, God's love for me, I still doubt. And it's just crazy to me, but God in his grace and his sovereignty just keeps revealing just different layers of um, levels of trust with him. I really feel strongly about this grasping this love of God because I feel like once you really fully know God, understand his love for you, that everything else just falls into place. Not Not everything's not easy, but worshiping, you just worship out of response to that love. You study God's word out of a response to his love. Everything is done out of the overflow of the love of God because you're so filled up with the love of God that you just can't help but to overflow onto others. It's so so key 
to grasp. And uh, I'm thankful. Uh, I've been praying Ephesians 1, 17 through 19, that God will just enlighten the eyes of my understanding, that I may see and know the truth, just in whatever area that he needs to show me that I've, I'm not trusting in him, that I'm not fully uh, perfected in his love. And so I've just been praying that scripture um, over and over again, and for God to just, you know, Psalm 5110, create in me a clean heart, O God, and just kind of stay humble and open and pure before him and just allow his love to saturate my being. You're going to hear me talk about it a lot because that's what I'm kind of muddling through right now is just his unconditional love. And then out of that, doing things out of my own strength. That's kind of where it started is I I started realizing that I, I was doing things out of my own strength as opposed to out of the overflow of God's love. And it was exhausting. And so when I started realizing that, uh, I just started praying, you know, God, help me to operate out of your strength. Help me to live out of your limitlessness. <laughs> um, and uh, from there, he just started showing me why I operate out of my own strength and why I don't trust him in certain areas. And it's because I don't feel that I'm fully loved by him unconditionally. And so I'm just so thankful to God that he is just revealing uh, these things to me, these fundamental things for my faith so that I can not have any hindrances and blocks between us. You know, every um, sin issue is a hindrance. There was some unforgiveness that I've been harboring in a relationship. And, you know, I thought, again, I was fine with God, doing great. I'm pursuing him. I'm seeking him. And when God started showing to me this unforgiveness that I was harboring toward this person, started calling me out on it. You know, I'd, I'd been saying, Lord, make me righteous, um, you know, point out anything in me that needs to be addressed. And of course he did. Um, and he showed me, you know, what, what I'd been harboring and I came clean. I asked forgiveness. I, you know, confronted the person, asked forgiveness to, from them. And once that happened, man, again, it was just like a wall came down and there was even more depth and intimacy waiting for me after that. And it was just amazing that that's just, that is the cycle of our Christian walk. Um, We press in, we seek God, and he reveals at just the right moment something that we need to address, um, some unforgiveness, some sin, something that is hindering and blocking further intimacy uh, with him. And then when he reveals that to us, when we knock down those walls through the help of the Holy Spirit, then we're taken to even new levels of intimacy with him. And that's just what happens over and over and over and over again through this life as we're being sanctified. And I'm just, again, so thankful that God works that way because if he showed me everything I needed to work on at one time, that would be, (laughs) that would be a little bit overwhelming to say the least, but he knows he's a good father and he knows exactly when we're ready to deal with certain hindrances in our relationship with him. So I just want to encourage you. That's where I'm at on my journey. And, you know, if you're in the middle of, you know, thinking, man, I wish I'd known this before, or man, I thought I was a better Christian, or um, why can't I grasp, you know, X, Y, or Z? Don't get discouraged. God is totally sovereign. He he knows exactly what it's going to take to get you 
to where you need to be. And he wants intimacy with you. He wants a relationship with you that's unhindered. And so he is going to cultivate that in you. If you just keep pressing in and if you just keep seeking him, he will always answer those prayers. Um, He wants to be drawn closer to you. Uh, James 4, 8, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. So be encouraged, keep pressing in, keep seeking him. He will never fail you. He is always faithful. Even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. Thank you so much for joining me for the first episode of Coffee Talk. And next time I'm going to have a special guest and um, I hope you'll be blessed by that. Have a wonderful blessed day and you have been prayed for.